Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Wherever you are, you're joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, my wonderful co-host, none other than Matthew. Matthew, thank you for coming in and joining us this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure. You know, uh, I've missed being here. And I'm glad yeah. to be back with my brother. You know, yeah. I'm s- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's your first time joining us this year. We're, we've we've uh, we're going to have a whole host of people throughout the beginning of this year. We just had Lyle on for a couple of days, as so double L team for a bit, and now some some I don't know MLLM whatever it may be <laughs> LMS MLS. SML, we've got Shell in the studio as well, producing, doing a fantastic job. But i got to ask, Matt, how was your holiday away in New Zealand over the break? It was very, very special in terms Mm. of deep and meaningful. And the reason for that is, Brother Lawson, is I went there initially for a family reunion. Mm. And there's a side of my family, which is I call my biological father's side, Mm. and his name's Hodoa Hodoa. And we went there for a three-day event. It began on, well, we arrived in New Zealand on the 24th of December, mm. a Sunday, and it didn't commence to Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday. That was the final day. Yeah. And three things I took away from that was how huge my family was. Wow. Massive. Yeah. And how they distinguished each family member was by T-shirts and the colors of different T-shirts. <laughs> so you had like little clans. Little clans. Little, that's so cool. Little groups of Abraham's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, that's what I used as a bit of a sermonette. They allowed me to do a bit of a message. Yeah. And I just described Abraham's family and sharing how I believe that there'll be those of us there when Jesus Christ comes back because of how expansive our family was. Mm. Um, I also learned about service because the next day we served breakfast mm. and the final day I was able to share that sermon about uh, looking forward to the promise of Christ. Wow. Time. Oh, man, you were preaching. Yeah, you were sharing the word with these people. Praise God. Yeah, that that's so amazing. And it's so good spending time with family, getting together, having a reunion. That That is just so special. So amazing. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Again, you're joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Matthew in the studio this morning, holding it down with us, doing a fantastic job. We're so, so stoked to have you here, Matthew. After a great break, I know I, I was talking a little bit. I spent my break mostly down in Melbourne, Melbourne. and yeah. then up to Jindabai. And like, I've, I've been so blessed as well, just, just getting around, living my best life, eating good food, spending time with good people, like all of those things. I think I ate too good. I think uh, the reason for my mosquito <laughs> bites was the uh, the nice curry juices they had. There. Oh, wow. Mate, you were eating well over there. I can imagine as well, a big family reunion too just would have been stacks of food. Like, just, oh, incredible. It's called the Breakfast of Champions, so the Banquet of Kings. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> hey, do you want to give us our first quiz question for today? Love to. So in which psalm does the psalmist cry? The darkness is my closest friend. It is... Is it? The, oh, sorry. Is it the 88th or 99th Psalm? Oh, okay. So you have two options there. You do. Is it in the 88th Psalm where he says, is darkness my closest friend? Or is it in the 99th, the 99th Psalm, Psalm where he says that? 0491 Well, our prize is all about food this week. We've got the Revive Cafe Cookbook number three or volume three, which we are wanting to give to you absolutely for free. And the only way 
that you can win this prize is to answer questions correctly. And if you answer those questions correctly, you will be put into the draw, which will be spun on Friday. We've got a big wheel. We press the button. It spins around, and then we have a draw from there. So, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text is the when the psalmist cries, the darkness is my closest friend. Is it in the 88th Psalm or the 99th Psalm? That's it. You know the answer, 0491-064-669. also want to give a shout-out this morning to Maxville, New South Wales, listening on 88.0, right up the road from the campground where I know a lot of uh, my fellow classmates and whatnot are up running summer camp at the moment. They've just started the week for, for junior camp which nice. is your know, ages, I think it's like 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. And they got all the kids there listening to amazing biblical talks, doing activities, you know, singing awesome songs, worshipping together. So shout out all the people in Maxville and all the people there in Yarra Happening as well hey, at the summer camp. Yeah, shout out Maxville. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Give us, uh, give us some thoughts about mosquitoes, Matthew. What's, what's happening in the news about mosquitoes? Absolutely. So I've titled this one, One's Bitten Twice Shy, and for good reason. Uh, uh-huh. Personal. Some personal reasons. reasons. Yeah. And well, a personal vendetta against mosquitoes? Is that, is that what this is? I do now, but then I guess, you know, they have their purpose in the ecology yeah. uh, of, <laughs> of life. Yeah. But um, I read some interesting facts from National Geographic online, mm. and I figured out that mosquitoes can smell you from at least 30 to 100 metres away. That's terrible news. I know. That's, that's, <laughs> I thought this was a good news section. So you're telling me that this, uh, mosquitoes, well, I think that lends to, they are a very small animal, uh, and they're very tiny and, and petite, but you're saying that they've, they've got a bit of a killer instinct about them. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't underestimate the size of these mosquitoes anymore. I mean, I, I did a YouTube uh, video on this particular massive mosquito. I kid mm. you not, it was about one-third the size of my so good uh, vanilla one-litre milk. One-third, right? That's how big it was, wingspan. That is ginormous. Guess what I figured out? What? That wasn't a mosquito. What was it? Oh, I forgot the name of it, but it, it's, it's something that... Like um, a moth? Oh, it looks like a mosquito. Yeah, but they attracted to cattle. Ah, oh. it was enough to freak me out. Can you that, imagine? Um, that is the freakiest thing you've ever said. I I am deathly afraid of not so much flying insects, but specifically like hornets and wasps. Oh. And so, if there was, a, and it's because they look like mosquitoes, but then they're like, well. They don't really look like mosquitoes, but they're like massive and they can sting you. And if there's something that size that can do the same, Absolutely. Uh, like I am petrified. That's crazy. Well, you can imagine my disbelief when I went to New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, spent time at my dear auntie's houses. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not shaming, blaming them. Um, it's just that I know that we really appreciate our, our fly screens. Oh, really, oh, here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Over there, I'm telling you, about 90, 80% of the houses do not have fly screens. Wow. Uh, I think they're just so uh, accustomed to it. And mm-hmm. I'm a declaration, being an islander in Australia, born in Australia, mm. uh, I think I've acclimatised with Australian genetics now. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I can't handle the, anything outside uh, uh, of Australia in terms of mosquitoes. Yeah. So I, I almost um, wasn't able to make it back to Australia. That's how wow. much I was bitten. Total up, over 100 bites I got. Wow. Now, I have a confession to make. I made those worse by scratching them. Yeah. And I actually... We've all been there. We, oh, this itch must have been one from uh, from down... Like, like now nah, I'm going to say that because it's going to have laces. It's from yeah. Hades. That's what I was yeah. going to say. This yeah. one came from there. Yeah. I, I gave myself a staph infection in my leg, wow. essentially. But I couldn't walk. 
and I had to go get um, antibiotics. Mm. Now, my sister, I, I credit her, Valencia, thank you, if you hear me there in New Zealand. You gave me good advice. Go to the hospital, um, uh, Middlemore Hospital in New Zealand. Mm. They gave me the antibiotic shots into my arm, and I was walking around. Dude, uh, that's amazing. It is, it is. And before I you know, get off track, I, I want to share this great story. Mm. Um, one of them I, I wanted to share was from when I come back, I looked on YouTube to see the latest news. Mm. I saw that there was an ulcer alert, and this ulcer alert came out. Um, it, it said that there's a flesh-eating disease called the Barulai ulcer in Victoria. Oh, yikes. That's being spread by mosquitoes down there. And uh-huh. that's the last thing I need to hear coming back, you know. I want yeah. to settle back. I'm away from New Zealand. You, I don't need you to got know. fly screens, you're fly protected, screens. and now the in mosquitoes Victoria. are doing some, <laughs> so, some harsh work. Absolutely. So I want them to stay down there. I don't want them to come to New South Wales. <laughs> so that's our good news for this morning is that we live in New South Wales, <laughs> it apparently. Is, but it does get better if you stick okay. with me. Yeah. There is a sub-Saharan, uh, I can't say the sub-Saharan, Saharan African Saharan. country yeah. called Cape Verde. Oh, yeah. And they've gone three years without a single case of transmission from mosquitoes, and especially that transmission of malaria. Wow. So they're malaria-free. They're malaria-free. That's incredible. Yeah, they've, they've been doing some considerable work. I remember talking in the good news years ago, not about Cape Verde, but probably d- different countries where they were really striving to, to become malaria-free. And now you're saying that, yeah, this, this country is... They've achieved is, it. They've achieved it. That's amazing. It was a three-year succession. Mm. And they bring down their successes basically to two strategies. Mm. So the first one is a, a quote I'd like to read from the Good News Network. It says... Mm. This success reflects the hard work and dedication of countless health professionals, collaborators, collaborators, communities, and international partners. It is a testimony to what can be achieved through collective commitment to improving public health. That's from Cape Verde's Health Minister, Dr. Philomena Conclaves. Mm. Now, what they did too, which I thought was quite innovative, we have our typical mosquito nets, mm. but they actually spray it with their anti-mosquito concoction. Mm. And that's been uh, a widespread kind of uh, announcement to all the villagers to do the same thing. And just for something as simple as that, they're able to stave off a mosquito spread, which has been, as I shared earlier, a free year malaria, uh, malaria-free period, which mm. I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to get every sort of net I can from there. If I can, ship it over. Uh, just <laughs> it all over my house. Keep myself malaria free. You, you've, you've, well, we definitely don't have malaria in, in Australia, but you are like well and truly, you're like, you're done with, uh, with mosquitoes. You're I'm like, once they can, I just, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could stay away from them. Oh, absolutely. Um, as much as I can. Um, here's the beauty of it. Now, they began eliminating the disease by 2002 with their mm. different trials, but their main successes started to come in between 2012 to 2017. Mm. And then in the last, period, it's interesting, from the uh, pandemic time period of when COVID came out, it's interesting, while that was coming out, they were having success. Wow. And so they're having continued success from then onwards. And I've got a a verse that I find is quite powerful to Mm. to add to this. It says, for as the, this is in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12, it says, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For mm. by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, mm. and have all been made to drink into one spirit. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
you're joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Matthew with us as well, and you're going to give us our next quiz question. I am, and that is, fill in the blank, friends. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, I say then, walk in the blank, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is, I say then, walk in the blank, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm, absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number three. Now, again, that number is 0491-064-669. Send us a text in, and do you want to read that one again for us so that you guys can get the correct answers? Bailey, I'll do one better there too, friends. It's Galatians. There you go, reference. Mm. Chapter 5, verse 16. So those who got your Bibles, that's an advantage to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I say then, walk in the blank, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm. Absolutely. Guys, 0491-064-669. We advise as well, if you are a weekly church attender, try and use that big brain of yours to to work out the answer surely bro you probably heard this verse quoted at least in church but if you aren't a weekly church attender we would we would give you we, we want to give you a leg up and say hey you know crack over the bible galatians chapter 5 16 have a look at what the answer is and give us a text 0491-064-669 let us know the answer and also how are you going today what did you get up to over the new year's eve period was it enjoyable was it fun was it maybe difficult did you have any medical complications like my my good friend sitting across from me matthew let us know <laughs> it's gonna sound like a bizarre answer for new year's uh eve for me it was quite terrifying on new year's eve i'll explain i'll give some context yeah yeah you know how you can only get access to uh, uh firecrackers in canberra Main, main, oh, yeah, here in Australia. Here in Australia, because yeah, yeah. legalised there. Yeah. Outside of it, it's not. In New Zealand, firecrackers are legalised. Oh, everyone can just buy them. Absolutely. So here's my wife during uh, 12 o'clock, yeah, even prior to that, you know, but straight on 12. Oh, I got serious, like all over the place. Goes, yeah. come and have a look, come and look. Went, ah, nah, nah, that's all right. Sounds like, um, you know, Iraq out there or something, you know, it's like really, nah, nah, that's okay. <laughs> That's fine. It's just like boom, pow, smack. That's just too loud. It's beyond my decibel limit there. So it actually made me be terrified because it's one thing to watch that on the news and it's another thing to hear it just outside your doors, like That's down the street. so funny. Nearly every house was going off. I was going, what is this? Independence Day in the United States, you know? Dude, <laughs> I was going, that, this is bad. That, that is intense. Like, Cheryl, can you give us a bit of a heads up? What's it like firecracker day for you guys? Oh, it's pretty, pretty great. <laughs> she loves it. She's about it. She's from the South, right? Yeah, but you do always have some people who don't know what they're doing and don't think things through properly and end up getting badly injured or, or injuring somebody else. I did watch some firecracker fails from this year and... It's scary. <laughs> Dude. So I was I was down in Melbourne for New Year's Eve yeah. and I was I was staying down there with some of my friends who are like they're they're immigrants from China and they're like, Man, Melbourne fireworks is like my dad in the backyard. They're like, it's it's China Chinese fireworks is so we, they're showing me videos of like they 
set off fireworks that like spell words and like do this what? and do that and have fa- it's like hectic as it's like they create shapes and and do all this stuff they're like super legit in china about it but they're like oh melbourne just some just some ones exploding and showing some p- pretty colors that's the backyard i'm like it's like it, you know fireworks going off above the buildings and whatnot and they're like yeah that that's that's nothing that's they're the pros of fireworks that's like, they, they are they are they you know the south you know america thinks there's something china is is built different what's up shell you heard about the san diego Oh, the one from, from this year? From, from 2023? Really? Yeah. Because I know the ones in San Diego 10 years ago was like was huge. What happened in San Diego oh, no, this maybe, year? No, maybe that was... Is that the one where they all went off at the same time? Yeah. Oh, that's a classic. That's from twenty twelve. No, no, it's from twenty twelve. It is like the most classic video I've ever seen. It's like and I think it's like an eighteen minute long fireworks display that goes off all at once in in one go. And the (laughs) whole sky is just white it's it is so intense man oi send us some if you if you're about the fireworks you got any fireworks stories let us know zero four nine one zero six four six six nine uh well i have a bit of a smorgasbord of news here i don't know how much i'm going to get through i will mention a few things firstly uh, i think tragically uh a statement has been released by kim jong-un the the leader of North Korea, where he has decided to forego unification efforts with South Korea to remain a state and then furthermore to declare South Korea and Western ideals as the principal enemy of, of their society. And this really saddens me because, well, firstly, North Korea is the ranked number one, the hardest place to be a Christian where there is the most persecution and Christians over in North Korea in terms of their persecution. If it is found out that you are a Christian or you have a Bible, you are put in a concentration camp and or killed. That, that is the, the simple reality uh, there. There is no religious rights or freedom. There are no Christian churches. Well, North Korea itself is an incredibly insular country. Its economy is a, it's a communist, insular, isolated economy that you know, there is no free market. There is no outside trade other than mostly with China. Yeah, North Korea, I think, is one of the most tragic situations political situations in the world you have a country with the same population of australia with the gdp that with a gdp that's smaller than newcastle uh so yeah newcastle new south wales where 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 we are broadcasting from is is a place with i don't know i'd say 500 600,000 people that is the gdp of the entirety of north korea and as a result there's lots of starvation lots of difficulty there and people are really pushing for a unification effort with south korea which is a booming economy also has christian freedom and all religious freedom all of these different things and and but no uh kim jong-un has decided that it is a principal enemy western ideals the you know the the and and for me i'm like what is a principal enemy freedom like that that's ultimately what it is and it's it's really sad to see this situation unfolding politically there so what i'm hearing you say is that if there's an option for enslaving the people and keeping them under control or liberating them to have to a free open market they would prefer the, the they, yeah, oh my absolutely, wow. and it's because it's like North Korea is a deep state authoritarian, you know, authoritarian uh, nation. That's that's the case of it. the 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 more that the leaders of North Korea uh, keep the people uh, down and 
unable to connect with the rest of the world and the more insular they keep it the better that they make it for themselves but we hear constant reports of starvation of all kinds of difficulties coming out of there and and particularly religiously as well so it's it's really sad it's a really sad situation it's one that i constantly look over and i think despite those difficulties the bible is very clear that the gospel will go to the whole world like North Korea is a place that you can't travel to, not it, not just as a missionary, but as a tourist. You can do a tour through Pyongyang. Uh, you can you can be be brought there and have a look at the capital city, but is it's heavily heavily uh, monitored when you do these kinds of tours. And and in fact, there's well one of the most tragic stories coming from that of a United States uh, college student who did a tour over there who who tried to nick a poster to take it back to America, show people the propaganda. He's like on his way to the airport. They've tracked him down. They've stopped him. He got put into uh, jail there. And then eventually he was exchanged and given back to the United States, but he died three days later. He was basically in a vegetative state from I remember that being beaten to death, yeah. uh, which is awful, tragic story coming from North Korea. And this is the kind of difficulties that you have over there. But despite this, there are many organizations, and I think Voice of the Martyrs in particular, who we've had on the show before, who are setting Bibles into North Korea, seeing conversions in North Korea, seeing people come to Christ in North Korea. And I think despite this awful situation, we can hope that they will find Christ. And I believe that they absolutely will. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson. Got Matthew in the studio as well, doing a fantastic job. And you can continue that job by letting us know what is the next quiz question, Matthew. Indeed, indeed. Uh, What was the promise the two spies made to Rahab? Mm, Okay. We had a good gun of a verse before with that, I say, then walk in the blank and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And here's a good one as well. It, yeah. it may not be a, a promise verse, but it's a good one to test your, your basic Bible knowledge. Mm. And that is, what was the promise the two spies made to Rahab? Mm. So, you know, there's the context of a story of two spies coming into Jericho, and they gave a promise to Rahab because of a good deed she did for them. Absolutely. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, your name will be put into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number three. Now, this is the metric that we use. It's like, oh, how big is this cookbook? You know, it's massive, right? It's big. It's heavy. It's beautiful cookbook with amazing recipes and whatnot. It's, it's big enough to do some damage if you hit someone with it. I think that is a good <laughs> metric to, to test the weight of a hardcover book. It, it can do some damage. It's, it's, a, it's a healthy lethal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a hardcover, though. Oh, oh, we don't have... Uh, no, no, uh, they, they, they don't they, do them in hardcover. Ah, they do... Soft, I, sorry, I got confused with yeah. another cookbook. But okay, they're soft cover, but they're still big. They're still decent. Well, yeah, they're, they're like magazine size, yeah. and they're quite thick. But yeah, yeah they're not... Um, Sorry, I've 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 yeah. misled. I've yes, misled. Maybe not. Maybe not. It, maybe it could still slap you with conviction. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the breakfast show, and on the phone we have none other than Jennifer Skews for our interview on all things mental health, and we are blessed to have her back again for the first time this year. Jennifer, are you there with us? I am. It's a beautiful day so far. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> up there, up up north. How how's your yes. holidays been, Jennifer? 
I've had a good break. I usually take four weeks at the end of the year to catch my breath and have a rest and get ready. Next week, I'm officially back at work. Well, this is my first work job, <laughs> mm. Faith FM. Oh, so, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, so I'm very happy to be here. We finally got sunshine. We've had bulk rain. But other ah, than that, yep, all is well. Mm, it's a good start to the new year. Absolutely, man. Getting the vitamin D in. I'm your words Absolutely. are just reverberating through my head about things to do <laughs> to to give you to put yourself in a good state with That's good it. you know mental energy and good thoughts and whatnot. Well, what are we going to be talking about today, Jennifer? Well, one of the things that comes around every year are New Year's resolutions. Yes. So, um, what is a New Year's resolution? Okay. What does it mean to you? So this is a <laughs> really funny topic because for me, news resolutions, I've always thought are kind of dumb. I see the value in them, but I've never been a news resolution person myself. I'm oh, more of a like, I'm more of a like, just do it because you should kind of guy. I'm like, if, if you <laughs> okay. need to start on the 26th of December, we'll do it on the 26th of December. Okay. You know? Spontaneous. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I'm mm. like, oh, do it because it needs to be done kind of guy. That being said, because I think, like, because I haven't been a news resolution person, I've also mm-hmm. made kind of silly news resolutions in the past. Uh, like, for example, <laughs> people do. for example, 2020, my news resolution was eat spicy food because I couldn't uh. do that at the time. And, and in 2020, I was spending time with more international people. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, you know, I like, and, and not to a crazy extent. I know that it's no. not necessarily overly healthy to just pump yourself full of spicy food 24 seven. But I was like, oh, I want to eat spicy food. And now I can basically eat anything. I'm, I'm like the Spice guy, I can I can eat whatever I want now. Okay. But news resolutions, I think the value of them is is just putting that target in place and saying, okay, this is the time that I've allotted to do something. Uh, well, it is, and there's a lot of parameters around news news resolutions as whether they'll succeed or fail. Ooh. But I found this comment on social media, which I think for a lot of people encapsulates it, and it says, "Dear New Year's resolution, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Sincerely, January 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? <laughs> uh, well, that's such. That's actually a really cool point there. That a lot yeah. of news resolutions die by. By that point and not necessarily because yes. of uh it's like like you can get around to a new year's resolution at any time but usually it's by january 2nd that a lot of people decide that or they've put themselves in the mentality of the space that they're not going to go through with it that's right or they do it and it's unrealistic mm. like for you to eat spicy food was more realistic for different reasons <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not one i would make by the way yeah sure and, uh, but it, it's making it's got to be a realistic goal mm. where yeah, it's manageable, you can set it, and you can have a plan to maintain it. But a lot of people go, oh, I've got to lose weight, I've got to do this. Sure. And then they set this New Year's resolution that um, isn't realistic, and then they feel they failed. And that mm. doesn't set the tone for the year, it actually sets the failure for the year. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. It actually reminds me of like, there's a lot of memes that come out around the time of New Year's and it's like, it's all about like going to the gym on January 1st and like That's people it. misusing equipment and whatnot. Cause it gets so, all of a sudden everyone wants to go to the gym, everyone, it. but it actually highlights an interesting thing that I think you're touching on is that all of these people rock up and they, they don't have 
expectations that are realistic. They don't even no. know how to use gym equipment. They're like, I'm going to use weight, yeah. lose weight. They have a terrible time. Man, I have, I've been there when I've gone like, yep, I'm going to go on an exercise regime. I'm going to go to the gym. And then after yep. three days of just you like stop. going yep. way too hard yeah. and like yeah. Yeah. causing all of my muscles to like just fail big time and not being able to move from like pain. Well, that's, like, that's not uncommon. That's right. Yeah. But, but then hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, you psychologically, like, you psych yourself out of it, essentially. You've made things too difficult for yourself. But, well, what you, yeah, I was going to say, what you often do is set a New Year's resolution based on uh, more of an emotional need mm. because um, we have needs that we haven't been able to fulfill. So we decide to make it a New Year's resolution, mm. but we don't have a plan. And this is where the psychology comes in because psychologically, often there's a bit of fear or doubt around it because they failed before or it's not realistic. It's such a huge goal that um, they can't, it's not as simple as just going and doing it. Like you said, going to the gym takes time, commitment, um, motivation, um, and it's not something – and people go, oh, I want to go to the gym every day. I want to walk every day. Um, and what we have to do is break it down to I want to start walking once a week or I'll go mm. to the gym once a week for a short time. I'll get a trainer to show me the best way yes. to do it. And, you know, so it's being able to make a resolution that you want to achieve for the year um, and then uh, be able to maintain it. That's mm. the thing, maintenance. So um, <clears throat> it's what stops us is we go full on with a goal that isn't realistic, that we haven't thought through or haven't planned properly. And as I said, failure is very dismal. When you feel you failed, you give up. Mm. And and that's not good. It's um, but There is a good New Year's resolution, and this is uh, mine this year, because often we rush and go into things and think ahead. This is one of my problems. I think ahead too much. I'm planning or getting caught up in what I should do, have to do, and I've got to pull it back. So for me, and I think a lot of people would help if you took one day at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time, because we skip ahead of ourselves too much, Mm. if that makes sense. So it's learning to live in the present moment, and that is – Difficult. Most of us live in the past or the future. You know, our headspace is all over the place. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm usually a person who's pretty cool about things, but when I look at tasks that I find particularly difficult and I start saying, oh man, how am I going to tackle this? And it all, all of a sudden it becomes a, oh, I need to do this all at once. I need to smash through this. And, and then it becomes overwhelming. And then I find myself, Ooh like procrastinating or just being so overwhelmed by it rather than that. That's a fantastic news resolution is just take yeah. each day, day by day, chip away at things. Yeah. Look at, look at things in a, in you, you can achieve great things, but let's, let's take it you one can. step and one day at a time. So then if you've got a goal, you can plan for it, right? Okay. Well, I'm here today. This is my goal. I want to do, how am I going to do it? So you look at today and map it out versus rush into it and it it, it doesn't happen or Mm. you can't sustain it. So, Mm. and then often we project, particularly when you're looking at future, we look at the fear Mm. of doing what if fear and we have to address the what if fear in the present. So if you're constantly working in the present moment and pulling yourself back up because we run ahead of ourselves, 
we're doing too much, we're too busy, everything's full on. Even if you're a busy person, doing the one day at a time works well. Mm. And if you're getting overwhelmed and things are getting too much, stop, take 10 deep breaths, you know, do some breathing, um, take 10 minutes out even and Mm. just make, uh, I love herbal teas, make a, Cuppa and sit down and or and read something uplifting, something spiritually focused, or think of uh, even a Bible verse, and just sit for a few minutes, breathe and calm, and then get up and go again. And then, if you're rushing along, do the same thing because taking five or ten minutes out of your day isn't the end of the world. Mm. Yeah, people say, "Oh no, I've got to get this done." Well, if you stop for five minutes, take a deep breath, sit group, even write down what you need to do and just just to be able to get the brain to come back to the present and calm it down, calm the heart down. Works yeah. well. Absolutely, yeah. The anxiety about uh, the future and potential failure yes. is something that mm. people are just very much struggling with. And I know, oh, absolutely. I know for myself, mm. I'm in the student space, in the university space, and and it's something that is is people are overwhelmed with. Is so what does my future mm. look like? And and then even in a in a smaller sense of oh the things that I have to do this semester, the achievements that I have yep. to make. And I, I've definitely been a, a, a victim of that mm. kind of overwhelming overwhelmingness mm. mm. or the, or that kind of worrying. And it's often self inflicted yes. as well. But it's like you you just get into that state of like how can I even do this? I'm just so yep. stuck. I'm just yes. I'm just so so low. I am yeah, but. But we have uh, a solution, you're saying, and, and it's one that yes. is, is very much just wrapped up in taking a break for a sec, yes. you know, calming down. I feel like yep. having conversations with people as well, I'm, I'm a bit of an extroverted yeah. person. And so well, it put you back in the present. That's right. And just, yeah, because you're talking you know, to the person directly and you're talking about something. Mm, absolutely. Dif- different people have different things. Another good one is practicing gratitude, being grateful for things. Mm. So when things happen... Um, thank God, be grateful, thank the person instead of um, just walking away. Mm. Even if it might be at the checkout when you're getting your groceries and I know they often say, have a nice day. And I say, well, you have a nice one too. <laughs> you know, and, and just being grateful for things, which is really nice. I often look at you strange when you do that. Yeah, yeah. I always do the classic, like people ask you like who are working in service, they're like, Oh, how are you? You know, you'll be at the at the petrol station or something. Oh, how are you? Kind of thing. And I always respond. I'm like, I'm killing it. Like, I'm having a great day. How are you doing? And just the, <laughs> the shock that they get from that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're like, oh, really? Like, I'm like, no, I'm not being sarcastic. Like, I'm serious. How are you? And they're like, yeah. well, I'm really good. No, like, I, yeah. I've had the conversation countless times you know like where i'm like yeah and they're like you know what i'm doing well too or oh it's been a hard week or whatever and, and you just start to to open up those potential possibilities to connect with people because yes. you come off as as a content person as a happy person and and, and those situations come whether you're yes. you're stoked yeah. or you're sad or whatever it may yeah. be it's like hey if i make a concerted effort to it to, makes an effort, yeah. To lift yeah. people up with my language. Yeah. Like yeah. it gets yeah. people it gets yourself and others out of that space. Absolutely. Another good one is when you get to the end of the day, look at what you did do, not what you didn't do. Mm. Look at what you achieved instead of oh, I didn't do this and I should have done that. And mm. because mm. it puts you in a good frame of mind coming into the evening. It's like count your blessings at the end of the day. Mm. And that is very powerful. 
So that's another one that I find is really good because often we get caught up in the negatives and that's what we go over. Mm. So go over the positives. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like maybe some people, they, they, I know this happens a lot with people who, who kind of work on their own time a little bit mm-hmm. that they feel like, Oh, I'm just not progressing. I'm just not, yeah. I'm just not getting where I wanted to get. You know, I, I have a few friends here in small business and whatnot. And they're like, Oh, we just didn't get this done. And, and yeah, there, there is just yeah. a need to take a step back and, and count like, okay, but how many hours did I yeah. put into this? Like, but ask them what they did get done when they say they didn't get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, mm. Jennifer, fantastic advice. We're actually we've we've quickly run out of time here, Jennifer. Well, been... I've got one one quickie. Psalm right. forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. Oh, powerful! <laughs> Let the Lord fight for you. Absolutely. Yes. Like know that God is working. He's on your side. He's wanting to absolutely. Bless you. That is fantastic. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us to talk about all things mental health. And I think to put us in a great frame of mind going into this year that we can rather than focus on worry, focus on Jesus, focus on the good things, focus on our achievements. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.